Have you seen or heard of the 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 Sorry what? I'm sorry what? I'm sorry what? I'm sorry what? What? No pills needed. The podcast. I it's been a while. It has well. Has it been a while? It's been a week. Feels like it's been a long time. Yesterday took a lot out of you. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday was a was a tough day. Um welcome back guys. Uh Hello. thank you for joining us. This is the No Pills Needed Podcast. I am just Jonathan. I am Angela Lacey, and we are hitting you with episode ten. nine. This is ten. What? <laughs> is it nine? <laughs> I guess it's I'm I guess almost, it's I'm almost certain it's 10 I think it's 10 Where's on here well, I'm, I'm looking right now I think it's 10 on here but I think it's 9 in real life in uh, yeah IRL let's see no pills needed I'm pretty sure it's 10 dismiss we stopped counting them 1 2 3 1 2 3 4 5 6 what? 7 8 9 yeah this is 10 damn <laughs> damn that's 10 episodes wow you know what it is you know my what might have thrown us off is the the double the, the double that we had i know all right well episode 10 that was embarrassing guys it's written right in front of my face if you've been <laughs> if you've been rocking with us you know thank you for that and yes. uh if you if this is your first time joining us follow us on instagram no pills needed um follow us subscribe to our youtube channel haven't posted on that in a couple weeks because life but this one's going on tomorrow um spotify apple Podcasts. spotify apple yeah all of that all the good stuff like uh, rate review it helps even if you don't like us you can rate us and that helps it helps us get up there eventually bad well, bad ratings don't no, help. no but you said if you don't like even us, if you rate don't us. like it Give us five stars. Give us five stars. That's <laughs> okay. what I meant. You guys know. You know me. It's fine. Okay. But we need some help. Anyways, how are you? Uh, I'm doing good. Are you I'm actually doing, doing good. good? Yeah. Doing good. Yesterday, I just had a crazy headache in the morning. That's what took a lot out of me. That's why I didn't feel good. Got it. Um. So, yeah. How are you? I'm okay. I'm my, Today's my day off, so I've been productive. I made a turkey. So You made a turkey? Yeah. Like another one yeah did you make one last week i did not make one last week i got i had thanksgiving with my parents and um my mom like really was that called skimp me on the turkey like i didn't have you have a lot of turkey no so i was like you know what fuck this i found a three and a half pound turkey at target making that shit you know i don't like turkey really it's some i mean sometimes it has to be like very well made otherwise most turkeys that i have is like typically dry and just not good i agree um, I don't know how this one's going to be because it was, it didn't. Oh, you haven't eaten it yet? No, it's oh. sitting on the stove. It's resting. Um, it's resting for the rest of its life. No, it's, it's dead. not. Well, <laughs> yes, RIP to that turkey. Thank you so much for giving me your, I can't talk about that. It freaks me out. Okay. I was just about to go into how much I hate making raw meat, like peeling things off of it and like cut. Ugh. It freaks me out so hard and making this. <laughs> It's a hotel style, so it doesn't have any legs or arms or anything. It's just a body. Okay. 
but but there's like so many pieces of it that are still there and you just have to like cut them off <laughs> it's fucking gross i hate being a grown-up mm. but it's gonna be delicious and i'm gonna make soup out of it because i'm bit on a big soup kick okay fucking love soup has it always been like that or you've just been on a recent soup oh i mean i've always loved soup yeah but i'm just like in a soup zone okay so you've had a lot of soup the past few weeks yes all right so that's the long-winded answer of how i'm doing yeah (laughs) i'm doing really good and Um, i like soup (laughs) um do you (laughs) do you clean the chick the the turkey like how do you process that whole thing what are your thoughts on the whole cleaning uh so my i i cook like the way that i watch my mom cook so like when i take any like meat if i'm making meat more specifically chicken or like white meat i really only make chicken and like if i do anything like else it's like ground turkey or ground beef like i really don't fuck around with anything else Mm -hmm. um so if i make chicken i take it out of the package i tap it like i rinse it in the water and then i tap it dry with a paper towel and then i cut off all the yucky stuff that i don't like Mm -hmm. and then i cook it oh okay you literally wash it, wash it. I rinse it off, yeah. I don't oh, like it covered in goo. What goo? The chicken goo. What chicken? Because it like it, it's like you can tell the, I don't I don't no make obviously my, I don't cook much chicken. He's like, hmm, what is food? What is cooking? <laughs> um, it's in like this juice, and it's not like it's like chicken juice, but it's not blood. Okay. I don't know. It's just like sticky and yucky, and then when you pour water into it, it bubbles, which freaks me out. Okay. So yeah, that's what I do with my chicken. All right. I don't like to cook chicken. It takes too long. It takes too long. So it takes too long for it. Like I'll cook your, like I'll cook chicken. Like I'll buy like chicken breasts or whatever and just like make your basic. Like bake it or whatever? I'll bake it or I'll fry it or like I'll cut it up and then what happened? I burped, but I didn't want to get it. I didn't oh, want you didn't to want do, to do it again. It. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, it's like, it's basic. It's like, I'll, I'll, you know, prep, like the way I was taught to prep chicken was like, sometimes uh, to, yeah, the way I was taught was to use like lime or lemon or whatever, and just like, kind of like rub it and stuff like that. I'm not fully sure why, but apparently that's the process of cleaning chicken. Okay. I can see um, that. And sometimes uh, they'll use like vinegar, which I don't think yep. I've ever used. Um, but that's essentially what I do. I'll just kind of like rinse it. Th- what they it? call it? They call it fute. That's the, like essentially scrub it. That's how you say it, Creole. Um, and then uh, yeah, just kind of let it sit in there for a little bit. And then why after like a little bit, you just season it and do your thing. But there's like a long process of making at least Haitians the way they do it. It's like a long process to make it the way they make it. I'm just like, yo, this, like, it tastes amazing, but I'm not gonna want to go through this process because, like, there's times where you literally have to, I'm not a fan of letting things defrost. Oh. I want to have my food right now. Yeah. So I'm not gonna think, you know, the night before to be like, oh, I gotta let the chicken out. And gotta then- let the chicken, <laughs> go let that chicken out. <laughs> I gotta let the chicken out. Put on a put it like a, a bowl or whatever so it can defrost and you know kind of defrost overnight and then make it in the morning. Like I'm not gonna remember to do that. Okay, so then the alternative for when you don't have people cooking for you, you spoil little bitch. Are you? I, I don't. That's the thing. I don't always have people cooking. I just don't make it the way they do it. But wait. So don't come for my life. Okay. 
sorry. <laughs> That's for anybody else. <laughs> their own cooking skills. Um, so if you don't like defrosting meat or like you want your meal now. So you, are you just like going to the store like whenever you're cooking, yes. buying the thing and making it? Yes. Mm. Okay. Yeah. The, the uh, only other thing I've done is if I did go buy uh, chicken ahead of time and I'll like cook it the day after yeah. and I'll place it in the freezer, um, but I'll just run it under hot water. Oh, yeah. So that's what I do all of the time. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I have a lot of meat in my freezer right now, but like mm-hmm. I know what I'm making. I don't care if I like just stick it in the I just stick it in the fridge the night before. And then if it's still a little bit frozen, I run it under hot water right. and make it work. But usually I buy like thin enough chicken like um i buy the individually packaged like chicken breast fillets or whatever they are and i can they're thin enough that i if i run it under hot water for like five minutes and i like mush it in my hands while it's still in the plastic and like break up the ice in the meat Mm -hmm. it defrosts and i like i wanted chicken last night and i made it in a second nice did you hear about um the girl who she's a college student who (laughs) cooked steak in a toaster no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sure did it she cooked steak like two whole steaks in a toaster i tried to make a grilled cheese in a toaster once and i nearly died i don't know how the fuck she made a steak <laughs> i don't get it either she also took an iron and put, placed a burger on it and grilled a burger on the iron and then she put cheese on the burger while it's still on the iron is this a tiktok person I, I don't know she she I don't know she's a college student but like she literally actually does this because she's her justification was that she's a college student and all she has is an iron she used her her curling iron to to do something I forgot what it was there was something in between I couldn't tell what it was I don't know if it was eggs or I couldn't tell I'm sorry but she okay. used I don't I don't know what it was I'm not gonna say it was eggs it, it was yellow so that's why I was like I don't know if it was eggs noodles? but now nah, it was in noodles how did she make noodles she made she the she toilet. used a, a coffee pot oh not to make uh i think the spaghetti sauce what in the fuck <laughs> that is so much cleaning like she convenient. said that's all she got okay sure but that's so much cleaning oh yeah for sure and the other thing too is like would you use those things after for what they're normally that's used what i'm for? saying like oh, oh. like why not get a microwave uh, i'm very concerned for this girl i appreciate her her drive and her grit and her resourcefulness. I need to know how you're cleaning all of these items. Because steak is juicy as fuck. Mm-hmm. So where's all that juice going? At the bottom of your toaster. Then you turn and it on the next there. day. And then you got a fucking grease fire. Yeah. My God, am I getting old? With, like these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm like, bro, your safety. <laughs> oh, but seriously. Like, how is she cleaning those things? Wow. I don't know. There was also... This one, I don't know if it was real, but within that same video, it showed like it showed someone. I don't know if it was her, but it showed someone throwing. I already hate it. And I don't know what you're going to say. It showed someone throwing a, like a, a small bowl of hot dogs into a dryer. You make a hot dog in the microwave. That's what I'm saying. I don't know why she doesn't have a microwave. <laughs> Them being like, woo, woo. <laughs> about being the hot dog in that scenario. Uh, uh, I mean, there's different ways to make food, and yeah, if you don't have access to shit, like you're gonna do whatever you can. However, get a microwave. That's get a microwave. Yeah, or get a hot plate. 
get a and get a crock pot. Yes. Like you can get these things. Or an instant pot. You can fucking make anything in What's a. What's the difference between an instant and a hot crock pot? So a crock pot takes longer. It's like the sit and wait, whereas an instant pot you can like saute in the instant pot and then like I don't know because I don't have one and I don't really want one so like <laughs> Christmas but. <laughs> It like you can do you, multiple different you things. You just said you don't have one. You don't really want one. I said I don't have one, but I really want one. Oh, I thought and you said you don't said, really want one. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, All right, followers. <laughs> <laughs> Santa? Um, but yeah, you, the Instant Pot, you can just do a bunch of different shit in it. And the Crock Pot is mostly just like put everything in. But, I mean, those are the recipes that I look for. Because if mm-hmm. I'm using a Crock Pot, I want to not think about it right set it and forget it as they used to say right not for crock pots but anyway shout out to that girl yeah dude i literally tried making a grilled cheese in a toaster oven once uh, just a toaster and it was uh not successful so it took me the longest to figure out how to make a grilled cheese what i i i I didn't grow up cooking okay Mm -hmm. second I remember the first time I had a grilled cheese, I was like, this shit is heaven. Did I a white being person a make it for you? No, okay. I was a black person. Okay. But I was like, this shit is heaven. So it was like, uh, I was with the, the, the church I grew up in at the time, and it was a group of us, and this woman who was like our youth leader, she, we were at her house, and she made it for, for all of us. And I was like, yo, how do you make this? Because I never <laughs> had this at home. So, so I never knew how to make it. And then I think a few years later, I haven't had it, I, I didn't have it after that for a few years. A few years later, I saw a video and I was like, oh, it's that easy? And I did it. Do you make, do you put mayonnaise on the outside of your bread? Butter. Okay. I know people that put mayonnaise on it. And by no people, uh, I mean I've seen it in videos. So uh, I don't know the people. I can see that. But, but like I'm not to a get like the of... crisp. And then you fucking steam it to make, like I grew up just like slapping bread on cheese. Slapping cheese, cheese on bread, on bread. <laughs> or slapping bread, bread on, on cheese. cheese, right? That could work. Yeah, I was like, no, it could be both ways, but just like then throwing it in the pan with like butter and whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I watched this video, like maybe. Do you do you spread the butter on the bread, or do you just put the butter in the pan first? In the pan. Okay, I spread the butter on the bread. I never grew up doing that, but mm-hmm. now there's like fancy ways to do it, and then you pour a little water in the pan and cover it mm-hmm. so that the water creates steam, and then the cheese is ooey, gooey, mm-hmm. melty whatever i want a grilled cheese now yeah fuck i'm hungry i'm gonna get a grilled cheese later <laughs> after this podcast i'm gonna get a grilled cheese Ugh. um word well that's it on the food section that's it we just for, went uh, on a grilled cheese. quick tangent out of nowhere um day, we're hungry obviously we usually record at night uh let's talk grammys oh did you see it the the actual grammys no but did you see the, the like feedback about yeah, it? Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. new, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. It's been happening, but um, like multiple people commented on how the weekend was snubbed. Like mm-hmm. Elton John did, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I think I I don't remember if it was last year or the year before. But like, didn't Drake, Kanye, like a bunch of bigger named get snubbed? No, they didn't even go because they were like, "Fuck this." Well, so that's the thing. Yeah, fuck the Grammys. Because here's the thing. I think we've put so much uh, reliance on the the Recording Academy, I think it is, um, on something so subjective. And it's something that you're not letting the, you're not letting the people decide. I get what they try to do. They have like, it's kind of like, 
the voting system in the U.S. except they don't do a popular vote. Right. Um, but they choose people who get recommended and um, they're songwriters, artists, engineers, all these people. So they're people who are in the field and right. they, they know what they're talking about. So I don't take it, I want to take any away from them. But at the end of the day, they're humans and they're going to go to what they preferred. There's a bias. Yeah, there will always be a bias. Yes. Music is music. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think people need to stop putting so much faith in the Grammys. I the what I struggle I with. I get why though. Oh yeah, but, of course. I struggle with the fact with Grammys, with um, what is it? The Oscars, the Emmys. Then you like that's high level shit. Then you take it down to like fucking I don't know. American Idol. So you think you can dance? Me being a you know growing up in dance competitions, you are judging. All, it's all subjective. Yeah, you're judging off of you're judging art. Yeah. one and some people like certain things so some people like to do it by the book some people right. like out of the box within the same genre some people you know what i mean yes. so yeah, you're yeah and like how can you ju- it, it's art somebody made it it's a creation mm-hmm. so who's to say which one is the best right. unless you're strictly going off of stats like, and and that's what I think the Grammys should do. Right. They need to like, go off of stats. Who got the most streams? Who exactly. like in which category? I also think that's that's a little dangerous too, because. But that's a more concrete and tangible way to do it. Not necessarily. Why? And I say that because typically your black artists won't get the white votes. But what? Like, think about it. Yeah. Think about um, how many rappers feel like uh, while while Adele is incredible, while Eminem is incredible, while who what's his name had a had a crazy run. Um, uh, you lo- you loved him at the time. He came out with this song. He it was him and someone else. Ryan, him and Ryan. Ryan. Leslie, am I saying that right? What's the other guy's name? I have no idea what you're talking he's about. A, he's a he's a he, thrift. He came out with the song thrift. Oh, thrift. Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. There you go, Ryan Lewis. <laughs> I was like, I some, don't know. Some, I forget. I forget. Some, no, Ryan Leslie's another artist. But um, but even him, he had a crazy run. Macklemore. Yeah. He had a wild run over other artists who were so much better than him. And a lot of the reasons why people thought he had a crazy zone was because he was white. white. So I think there is some kind of unbalanced go, field there. Unbalanced. I completely agree. But if you go off of uh, like numbers, if you go off of streaming. Yeah, if you just go off of numbers and streaming. Then that's everybody. And I mean, like, yeah, I guess you're right. Like some. That's everyone. But here's the thing record labels there's so much politics behind it because record labels push certain artists more than others right so it's definitely tough i'm not fully entirely sure if i'm even sold on the fact that it should be a popular base vote um and that's why they even have the people's choice awards because Mm -hmm. people get to vote for that one. right but it's tough i think there's a lot of politics behind it and based on what they say they say they try to go through a very unbiased process and um they don't think that they go, you know, the Grammys is rigged or whatever. But I don't know. It's tough. It is. It's hard. I 
I mean, it's hard because, well, first of all, there's so many different categories. There's so many different, like, venues for people to, like, with the Grammys, there's so many different genres, categories. There's so many different ways to listen and consume the music. And, like, what are the buckets that they're, like, okay, this one hit, you know, like, A through D. What are their criteria, essentially? Yeah, like, A through D, it hit, I don't know, 10. E through K, it, like, it only got, like, five, so this one. You know what I mean? Like, those mm-hmm. kind of, like, criteria, like, the base in which we're, like, putting these things on different pedestals. Mm-hmm should be known mm-hmm. to everyone yeah and they don't they don't tell anyone no i mean i'm just sitting here clueless because i have yeah, no yeah. fucking idea it's yeah, not yeah. like it comes up on the screen when all they all they do is tell you that the people who are voting have been recommended mm-hmm. by other people and um that's it they, it doesn't really take you through their voting process like, they listen all. to all of the songs which when i read about that i was like oh that's impressive like to listen to every single song that 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 gets submitted and it's every, pretty much every, every damn song oh that's, God, yeah. that's on Spotify. Like, think about that, right? No, every single that's year. Exhausting. It's a lot of music. Um, but they don't tell you what their process is. And even doing that alone, that's like you just said, it's exhausting. What if the people really don't make it through all of the songs? And what if they're kind of pushing through it because they're like, I got to get this done? And they're kind of at a point, like, there's times when I'm listening to music. After a while, I'm just like, I gotta turn this off. Oh yeah. Even though it's something that I love, I'm just like, I gotta turn this off. Mm-hmm. So you might reach a point where you listen to a whole bunch of music. You might come across something that you might actually like, but your ears are exhausted. Right. You know. So a lot of it, and even what's his name, Bieber, came out saying, you know, his album got nominated for the Grammys, which which he was grateful for, but it was nominated for a pop album, and his album was an R and B album. Mm-hmm. So. They can make those mistakes. What makes you think? What else is happening behind yeah. the scenes? One hundred percent. So I don't know. The, the voting something, voting something subjective will always be flawed. It'll never 100%. be perfect. Oh, it's so um, it's so annoying, and and it's like it's disheartening. It's I mean it's you know it it was just I'm doing it like in a personal way, like being on a dance team and seeing one person come in first and you came in second and then you like look at the score sheet and you're like fucking two points behind. Did you see, did you see the fight? I did. You did? Mm-hmm. You saw how it ended, right? Like in a, in a draw? Yes. Like, let's be honest. Tyson won. He won. Oh yeah. But it ended in a draw. So it's, it's, it's kind of like that same thing. And it's disheartening and like that's me at, you know, in a high school dance team like i'm around a bunch of people it's like but that's our life Mm -hmm. but this is it's and it's our life and our life is this big our bubble is like the size of your hand Mm -hmm. but the grammys are international they're Mm -hmm. huge Mm -hmm. i would assume they're international they're massive Mm -hmm. everybody knows these artists so it's all on display and then the people who the hard part is that then someone's gonna win Mm -hmm. and that person's just going to accept it. They're going to be like, word, this is great. I just Mm -hmm. got a fucking Grammy. I get X amount of dollars and X whatever fucking gift I get for doing it because I'm sure they get something more than just money. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to walk away from it. Mm -hmm. But it takes that person instead to be like, you know what? Fuck this. 
this is bullshit. Like, like the people who didn't show up, mm-hmm. the other artist. I know Drake and I know Kanye was one of them. I forget who else it was, so I apologize. Jay Z is definitely one of them. Jay Z. I mean, he even rapped about it in his yes. music. Like, fuck that. Yeah, it, and and that's what I think all artists need to do. The reason why I don't think they do it is because you know when you win a Grammy, you get a sales boost. Yeah, and like, I mean, I'm sure there's people up. who are on their staff that are like, hey, you can't do that. Right. The same way. Did you see? Um, Kevin Hart's No Fucks Given. Yeah. The same way when all of Did his, you like it? Um, uh, The reality show-ish. The No Fucks Given that part. Or You Can't Fuck This Up. That, I'm sorry. That's what it was called. And it was like the reality series that he did. Oh, okay. So not the, not the, the, not the stand-up. Stand up. I did watch that as well. I did not think it was as funny. I'm on the same wavelength as basically everyone else that watched it. Okay. I have some thoughts about it. Okay. All right. But go ahead. Um, uh, it was called Don't Fuck This Up or You Can't Fuck This Up or something similar. Yeah. Something I, I was worth fucking about. it. Yeah. And it was a reality series about him. Yeah. It showed the LGBTQ stuff that he struggled with, um, his infidelity, it, like everything. It was yeah. a very real look at his life, which I appreciated. And I liked that series. Highly recommend it. Um, but in that, he had staff, like one of his people was like, you can't say that. This is what you're going to say. And he was like, nope. I'm going to say, I apologize for it on Ellen. She was like, no, you're not. You are going to say this thing because this is the cleaner way to go. Like there's staff who tell these people what they can and cannot do, what's right. okay and what's not okay. Especially when there's money involved. Right. Because why. it's their paycheck. Right. And it's that person's paycheck. So, you know, some artists listen, some artists don't. But until the day that like everybody kind of, it's going to take like a revolution, a revolt against that to change the way that it's viewed and voted and mm-hmm. and categorized. Yeah. Um with no fucks given. You didn't think it was funny? I I laughed. Like I giggled, but it, I don't think in comparison to his other stand-ups it what it just wasn't as funny. And I was talking to a, um talking with uh one of my friends about it. I'm like he's older. He's talking about older shit, like having kids and being a dad and like marriage shit and that's what he's always talked about, though. But it was raunchier. So here's the thing. I think uh, there was uh, I forget his name. I think it's Ryan Davis. Um, he's a like a he started off as an Instagram comedian, but now he tours and stuff like that. He gave an interesting perspective, which I was like, oh, this makes sense. So one, while I didn't compare to his other stuff, then yeah, I don't think it was his best work. I laughed. I appreciated him putting that out because it was, it's kind of like, you saw that, right? What? Like something kind of flicker. Oh, I didn't see anything. I was just looking to see how bright we are because it's normally not bright out. Oh. But we're fine. Gotcha. But nothing flickered um, and everything's on. We're good. Ryan uh, Lewis. Kind of like how. Ryan, fucking his name is. Ryan Lewis? Ryan Davis. Ryan Davis. <laughs> um, kind of like, so recently, for example, Dave Chappelle has been doing a lot of uh, just talks. Like mm-hmm. when this guy talks, you just want to listen. It doesn't even have to be funny. You just want to listen. Like I don't know if you saw his last one. Yes. It was just dope to hear. That's how I kind of viewed this Kevin Hart one. Like it was, it was, it wasn't like, oh, it was hysterically funny where I was laughing every single second. And to be fair, I didn't laugh at all of his old stuff either. No, I've never watched a stand up and laughed at every single second. Well, I mean, but I, I don't mean every single second, but I mean, like, just laughing a lot in general. Yeah. Like, to me, Kevin Hart is a great comedian, 
but he's not like top tier to me. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so it definitely took me a while to hop on the Kevin Hart bandwagon. Okay. Um, but I appreciated listening to him talk about his life. Like it was dope hearing it more from a, uh, what do you call it? More, more open. Like he was more candid about it all. Yeah. Um, whereas before he would talk about his kids and stuff, but he would create more jokes around it. But one thing that Ryan Davis said, which I thought was dope, was the fact that, think about the circumstances that we're in right now. He didn't have the opportunity to work on his material. He maybe did a few shows at some place that he mentioned. Yeah, some, he uh, said he had done a couple like little ones. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas when you're working for a stand-up or working for a special you're doing hundreds of, of local shows, just working, constantly working on your material, you know? Yeah. So if you don't have that time to actually build something, but you also want to put something out there because it's your job, you're going you're gonna to put something out there. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for him not having that amount of time to actually work on it, I thought it was a pretty good special. I I, I think he's receiving a lot of backlash from it, but based on what, he was given basically on the hands he was dealt thought it was good i thought it started off bad but i think it started to get better when he just like i don't know it was just being more candid i i still i still think it was funny i just don't think it was like for me it wasn't as funny and relatable as his previous stuff because like he has aged he's older and he's in a different section of his life mm-hmm. um and I'm not at that section. So it's not as like, I don't know. It doesn't capture me the way but that were it you, did. Were you, were you in, in that space back then? I mean, when he was talking about like gross, funny sex stuff. Yeah. I'm always in that space. So I can <laughs> always laugh at it. But I don't know. This just felt more like grown up. Mm-hmm. which there's no problem with it i'm i accept that i am also aging <laughs> like i'm a grown-up but i it just wasn't the same it just didn't feel the same mm-hmm. um I, I mean i don't know i thought it was wrong she do call his daughter a hoe uh, <laughs> like that shit's wild <laughs> <laughs> that's wild so i don't know i thought it was anyways um yeah uh sorry just to finish off on on uh the whole grammys thing I think they just need to go and create their own thing if they're going to continue to complain about um, yeah, what's his what name? Uh, 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 the Grammys. They just need to create create their own thing. Yep. They need make, to revolt. Make an entirely different one. But everybody's got to be on board. That's the tough part. Mm-hmm. That is. That's the tough part. Um, That's the tough part about anything. Yeah, but um, back to the to the fight, though. Mm-hmm. Uh Shout out to Nate Robinson, man. I'm sorry for that guy. <laughs> Damn, Nate I'm Robinson. Sorry. There was a meme. There was a meme that went Nate. Nate went Nate. Nate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one thing that I loved, like you, about one thing that I loved about the the uh, Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. fight was the growth you saw in Tyson. Mm. Like, and I spoke to you about it before when he was on his podcast and yes. school in Boosie. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a point where, I don't know if you've seen it, I think it was at the end of the first or the second, where the bell rang and he kind of 
gave a, a couple more punches because it seemed like he was just in a zone and then he stopped as soon as he realized like oh shit the bell rang and then he like gave the dude a quick hug before he went to his corner i don't know if you saw that i i will admit i watched it but i was not fully, gotcha like, okay intro- so so there was that moment where i was like yo that's not something tyson would have done before that's not something any fighter would do because you're so uh uh your goal is to try to make that person hate you right you're trying to make that person your enemy Mm -hmm. and you want to build that tension because once you get in the ring you don't want any feeling of you know i have some love for this person i don't want to hurt him you want to annihilate them right so the fact that he was able to kind of separate the two he was still be he was still able to get in the ring and actually fight and then when the bell was when the bell rang he was able to like hug him right and i thought that shit was dope yeah that does i mean he has such a hard exterior like even to this day people think mike tyson they just see like a face tattoo and like a punch in the face Mm -hmm. because that's what he was yeah and that's what he projected and he's changing he's done a really good amount of work to change that for himself Mm -hmm. and i respect the shit out of that especially for um a man a man of color a man who is just like the poster child for everything like masculine mm-hmm. to like be vulnerable and to sh- to even even that little bit in the ring it's a lot it's mm-hmm. a lot of growth yeah and i'm happy that he's he's really talking about that growth out there right because i'm hoping that the young guys will will hear that and listen to it and be like yo there was no point you know what i mean like for like in that interview with Lil Boosie, for example, like Lil Boosie was like, "Yo, Tyson, like, I want, you know, what I mean? like I wanted to be like you, like, right. like ain't nobody fucking with me, like I'm gonna fuck you up, like Tyson." Tyson was like, "Yeah, but brother, chill, mm-hmm. like, why? There's no <laughs> point, you know what I mean? Like, or oh, how, how does he sound? You know what I'm saying? I was like, just, just chill out. You're brother. not gonna be able to do it. You know what I'm saying? You're and gonna his, offend somebody. And, stop. and like a lips. He does have he a lips. Like a lips. And why are you doing this? <laughs> Why are you? Why do your tongue just isn't moving why, out of the front you of your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I'm not good at making impersonations, put, uh, but I love love his growth, man. And I'm I'm hoping that the guys, the, the younger guys, just hear it. Because um, I'm trying to think, if I was 18, would I listen to it? If I was 16, because I'm sure 16 year olds were watching the fight. I mean, Tyson's 54. I know, but it's like Tyson he's an is old boy. Yeah, but he's still he's still making noise he is oh yeah i'm not saying he's tired or anything no, I, but i'm saying my point to that in and pointing out his age is just that i think especially with guys it takes a very it takes age and it takes like life to calm somebody down mm-hmm. sometimes not for everybody but i mean like my dad was a wicked fucking hothead mm-hmm. a wicked hothead he like took a wiffle ball bat to a car once that like cut him off in traffic like hothead hothead and my dad currently is as he would say as soft as a grape he is the absolute mush of a dad that i've always wanted (laughs) he's just a soft mushy old man and it took just like age i think just to Mm. be like hey you don't need to be like this all the time it doesn't need to be like that all of the time and I think the same thing kind of happened with Tyson unless I don't know unless he's talked about like a certain instance or something or I was gonna say do you think it's age or do you think it's a it's an experience like because I think for myself in my personal growth 
I definitely think their age has to do with it, but I think most of of most of it has to do with things I've experienced and kind of looking back on it and being like, but then again, that does come with age. So I think it's half and half. See, okay, but I was having this conversation with someone else as well because I, like my roommate and I, have done, we are two completely different people than when we moved into this apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did that three years ago. Mm-hmm. And life, I mean, age and experiences have shaped us and like changed the way that we work on different issues that come up like prior three years ago like when we would see each other it was just like this is happening i'm pissed about it i'm gonna go do this Mm -hmm. and now it's like those conversations have shifted to like um cause result action to this is happening i'm pissed about it this is why I think it happened. This is why I think I feel this way. Mm-hmm. I can do X, Y, and Z to make myself feel better and solve the problem. Mm-hmm. So it's just way, like it's a way more rounded and full process than just seeing one thing and running with it. And it's because we've, we didn't like, like oh, her and I have talked about this, like we didn't like the way that the trajectory that we were headed. Mm-hmm. And it took us to stop and pause and be like, okay, well this fucking sucks. I want to do something about it so that my life is like more full and I can focus more on myself and know more about myself and how I should react in different situations Mm -hmm. to take the time to do that. Because if you don't take the time, you're never gonna, you can say all you want that you want, you know, to change or you want to like work on yourself. You don't actually put the work in, but if you don't want to change, I've said it from the beginning. I've said it multiple times on this fucking podcast. If you don't want to change, you're not gonna. Mm -hmm. And that's just, that's what it is. So maybe life, maybe age. No, no, you you may want to change. It's just, it's just the work you got to put in. Oh, no, but I'm saying for Tyson specifically, like he clearly wanted to. Yeah. And whether it was just that one thing that happened that he was like, Oh damn, can't do this anymore. Or he was just getting older and he was like, I don't see the fucking point. Right. So I guess what I'm trying to say, though, is like you can you can want to and still not do anything about it. You know what I mean? Yes, I that, agree. That, that's that's what I was trying to say. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. OK. Yeah. No, very valid. But until you want to, you won't. Until you want to, even if you do something about it, it's not going to work. Right. Yeah. 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 Want wanting is definitely the first step yeah and then the next step after that is like you actually have to take action yes because you can want i see what you're saying but there. yeah that's what i'm saying but if you don't ever do anything to it, do it exactly it's not gonna, it's not gonna work because like there's people who um you know like like something like for myself like i'm trying to eat healthier and for a long time i've been saying yeah i want to eat healthier i want to eat healthier and i start to and i'll go on like a month i'll go on a month and a half doing good and i fall right back into like going to my local mcdonald's because i want their fries. fries yeah you this know is so my passion that's my passion what not mcdonald's <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say word. Uh, no no <laughs> it's like consistency and sticking with it and mm-hmm. like i just had did like this whole instagram uh rant kind of about it it's like the people that you see these like the people who you idolize mm-hmm. their whole whole life has been about Go ahead, finish up. Getting to where they are. Gotcha. I thought I thought you were gonna say their hoes. <laughs> their like, hoes. I was like, where is she going with this? Are all found online. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, especially with social media, like the people, like that, uh, that 
that girl, Charlie, whatever the fuck her name is, or like fitness people or Tabitha Brown. Like I love Tabitha Brown. So do I so much. Hi. Hi, we're going to tag you in this. I hope you listen. (laughs) Um, I want one of her sweatshirts so bad. Um, Anyways, so they have made a commitment Mm -hmm. to do that shit for their life. Mm -hmm. Her TikTok, her... um, Now I'm just talking about Tabitha, I guess, exclusively. Her TikTok, her Instagram, her recipes. That is her fucking life. Life. She's dedicated her life she doesn't have anything else going on. That is her focus. I mean, besides her family, that's her focus. Yeah. And that's why she's gotten to that point. Until you decide, okay, I'm going to make this change and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to do it mm-hmm. and stay consistent, you're not going to go anywhere. The same right. thing with eating health. And it's frustrating because mm-hmm. you're like, damn, I want to eat healthy. I want to lose weight mm-hmm. and I will do great. And then I decide, I don't know, like, mm, I really want a brownie. And then I have 12, you yeah. know? <laughs> like, that's just how fucking yeah. life works. And yeah. it sucks. But you get to that point where you start seeing like a change, you start seeing a fan base or an income, and then that dr- pushes your drive to the next level. And you, until you're there, you're just like circling this midpoint of like, I'm gonna do it, then mm-hmm. you know what, never mind, <laughs> I'm not gonna do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And that part sucks. Consistency is the hard. Key. It's the, and it's the key. It is. That's why anything consistency you- key. No, I tried. <laughs> Oh my god, that's why I'm. Um, what's his name? Uh, Gary V. Um, are, are you done? No, I'm so sorry. That, that was embarrassing. <laughs> I'm gonna put the volume up on that exact no, part. Consi- you never make the edits that you say you're gonna make, anyways. Uh, no, don't make yeah, notes about I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna write it down. No, um, that's why I, I love uh, following Gary V. Because like, that's what he talks about too. He's just like, yo, you can be into fucking nin- not not fucking ninja turtles but you can be into ninja turtles <laughs> or i'm sure there's a porn category for it um you can be into we should tag tabitha in this we've talked about so many bad things <laughs> <laughs> she's so pure <laughs> she's human oh um, god uh yeah you could be into that and as long as you stay consistent in you being into ninja turtles whatever that case may be you you know write a video about it you do this you do x y and z about it then it can become your life and you can build a career off of that but unless like you said unless you're going to be consistent you're not gonna you're not gonna make a career out of it if it's like one video like figure something out that works for you it might be one video a week like we're doing this podcast once a week you know um and that's working for us Mm -hmm. and i mean we'll see how it goes down the line but I'll hit you up in a year, see where we're at. <laughs> Be like, uh, Angela, we might need to rethink so, this whole podcast thing. We're gonna take that down. <laughs> it's been it's been three hundred sixty five days, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's hard, but that's um, that's the key. Yeah, is really just like staying consistent. And if you want something, you gotta go for it. You gotta go all in. And I'm not saying you have to dump everything else and just focus on that, but you need a you need a uh, inconvenience yourself enough to go for what you want because yeah. you inconvenience yourself you inconvenience yourself for others mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. and it's rare that you will inconvenience yourself because you like to feel comfortable you like to feel mm-hmm. um you know in charge of what's happening and sometimes it's just it's not easy 
mm-hmm. and you have to you have to go out of your way to do it mm-hmm. bring yourself discomfort there's this uh uh what's this group called i forgot the name uh they're like big youtubers and okay. oh, i forget their name but they have this shirt called uh, and on the shirt it says seek discomfort yeah yeah so they they do a, a, a ton of things that just don't make them comfortable like it's things that they're afraid of and yeah you're right you gotta inconvenience yourself i like That's how you why put I that have this tattoo i don't know what that means this is the symbol for challenge oh everyone fucking says that it's that's not, what i thought, it, I thought it's not it's, fast forward i thought it's play and fast I look forward at it this way oh and people see it that way but when i look at it it says challenge and change with challenge comes change gotcha and that's what that means not fast forward like everyone else thinks <laughs> <laughs> i think you should tattoo that in there not fast forward just like yeah through the middle. yep yep <laughs> or just like ask me about my tattoo <laughs> assholes who just think i have fucking fast forward printed on my wrist um oh my gosh so but yeah i love i love that mike tyson uh has just been able to open up that way um and that also brings up my next question is why why don't you think that's more common why men just don't open up in general or just kind of speak about themselves that way about speak about their past speak about uh the way they're thinking now emotions and stuff yeah um i think we talked about this a little bit last week when we were speaking about the violence within the music industry and like what these young kids are growing up seeing and like idealizing as role models is Mm -hmm. is violence is drugs is red solo cups filled with booze and girls Mm -hmm. um and in their head that's what it takes to be a man Mm -hmm. in the same way that boys grow up forced and most of the time are force fed these values as a man and not necessarily i don't even mean that like in like the aggressive way that i said it like not even people just saying like you can't cry because you're a boy and i know that that's said like little kids especially Mm -hmm. go up to a boy and are why are you crying Mm -hmm. you're a boy you shouldn't be crying or something similar Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but the examples that they see make a large impact on them Mm -hmm. and it's that's all subconscious Mm -hmm. like if my dad never talked about his feelings Mm -hmm. never would just fucking blow up at people if he was angry and storm out and then like that's how we dealt with my dad being mad Mm -hmm. and my brothers one of my brother has a a bit of a temper and the other one definitely doesn't he's very mellow uh but he you know it's the examples that they they see and if they if they're not seeing if they don't want if they don't if a boy does not have a man in his life consistently then he's not going to have as strong of a concept of what like quote males are Mm -hmm. and maybe being more vulnerable and emotional is more common Mm -hmm. and then it's more acceptable. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of the times it's not seen Mm -hmm. within the home 
uh, within like the family structure. And when it is, if it is, it's probably not taken all that great because Mm -hmm. it's just, it's uncommon. I actually just saw yesterday, I think, or this morning, I saw a little clip. No, it was yesterday. This little clip of this dad who's picking up his son from, oh my God, it was very cute. He was picking up his son from for school mm-hmm. and he said like he was filming, he was in the driver's seat, the son was in the back and he said, let's call the kid Charlie, like, Charlie, do you know where we're going? And Charlie said, school. And dad said, that's right, we're going to school. It's your first day of school. And he was smiling and then his eyes started watering and he looked at his son and he was like, I'm crying. Is it okay to cry? And the son said, yeah. And the dad said, why am I crying? And the dad, the boy said, because you're happy. And it was just a really beautiful display of how, like, it, 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 people have emotions. Yeah. And, like, does it fucking throw me off sometimes when a, a man cries in front of me? Yeah. It throws me off because I'm going to immediately burst into tears mm-hmm. because, one, you feel that strongly that you are showing me those emotions. Two, you feel that close to me that you are allowing me to see that. Mm-hmm. And three, something made you fucking cry. What made you cry? Mm-hmm. Are we okay? Let's talk about it. But like, people have emotions. And I think it's just that that stigma of like, you're not tough enough. You're not a man. Like, you're not, if you're a dude, like, you shouldn't cry. And if you do, you're fucking gay. Mm-hmm. And that is awful. I was just going to say that that's, that's, why i think a lot of men don't open up because i think it starts off at home in them growing up Mm -hmm. and them you know just uh uh going through that experience of what society what society says what a man peers play such a huge part in that too right and i think it's the same way with a woman who grows up they grew up with the same mentality. Mm-hmm. Most women, they grew up with the same mentality. So as you get older, not only are men have experienced that growing up, but at some point, I think I think each man actually tries to break out of it. But I think what happens is, at least coming from from a from a straight man's straight guy's point of view, at some point you you, you you'll talk amongst your boys and everything's all good. When you try to go out a little more and and uh uh just talk about your emotions or whatever with just different people then people are just kind of like it's kind of like how you know you're just saying like if someone's here crying with you crying with you just like whoa like you get thrown off i think a lot of women reinforce uh uh that idea of like yo stop being a bitch Mm -hmm. you know i think because of that it holds people it holds a lot of men back yeah and i think uh uh men they want to open up but a lot of and, and the thing is women want the man to open up but then there's times where they would open up and whatever it is that they opened up about would get thrown back into their face you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so i think there's like there's some uh fear there that it's just like yo if i open up you're not gonna you're not gonna respect me mm-hmm. you know there's at least I know for myself and I'm talking to other men about this as well. I know for myself that like, that's that's one of the things that I grew up being afraid of. Now I'm putting myself out there a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
and I want other people to put themselves out there more as well. But I get why they would be scared, especially when sorry, especially no, when right. there was this um, there was this guy I know I, I knew that that opened up to his girl, and his girl started to like be less attracted to him because really? be, yeah, because he reached a point where he was like, okay, I feel comfortable opening up a little bit more, and he did. And she was kind of like, whoa, that's a little bit too much. How long have they been together? Uh, a little over a year, I think. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. I. The. It's just so old school. Yeah. Like, it is so fucking old school mm-hmm. that. Men need to, like, shut up and can only show me when they're mad. Mm-hmm. basically is like the one emotion that's like cool mm-hmm. or happy i guess well, like because that's okay. it, it, it shows it 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 reinforces i guess the sign of like bravery or sure. or strength yeah or, which is bullshit it is bullshit but that's that's what uh again coming from a from a straight guy's point of view that's what women want they want to feel protected yes they want to feel like oh if we get into some serious shit my guy's not just gonna sit in a corner and start tearing up <laughs> yes <laughs> you know i know and i i get that and as a as a straight straight lady like yeah if if somebody's i want to feel safe with whoever i'm with and if i'm with my like girlfriends then like i'm probably on the ones fucking throwing down because i'm i'm big and i'm scrappy and i'm ready to go but if i'm with a dude like yes of course i want i mean i will do whatever i need to but i guess yeah the storyline that has been laid out time and time and time again mm-hmm. watch a fucking movie as the girl backs down and the guy fucking kills a dude or beats him up or yeah. yells at him so i think that it's subconscious mm-hmm. because it's not necessarily what you're going for mm-hmm. but it's what you've just been plastered with all of these years mm-hmm. and it takes a lot to break that cycle but what i think is good silver lining wise is that there's so much about um like really learning about yourself and mental health resources out there and it's you know it's for everyone but men especially and then even deeper like black men it's just not an easy thing to talk about one to come to terms with that you need to work on it Mm -hmm. It, like ignoring it is so much easier Mm -hmm. um there's so many resources that slowly but surely like more modern a more modern perspective of emotion like uh viewing emotions or showing emotions will be ingrained Mm -hmm. it sucks that it's not there for us but i have hope that it will be in generations to come because men like yourself will raise their tiny jonathan's to be okay when yeah, like, like you, I'll, you I'll can teach, be sad. Yeah, like I'll teach them nuance. Like you can, emotion does not equal soft, right? And that's and that's what it's always been equated to. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a there was a uh, a picture that was like that went viral on Facebook that showed a dad, uh, and his son. His son his son like knocked knocked out against on him. What do you think about this? What do you think of, and like the dad posted it just saying like yo. I don't know why, but this happened, and uh, uh, I love the fact that this happened. It's a picture of his son sleeping on on his chest, and his son's sixteen. So a lot of people were like, "Yo, 
like this is not acceptable mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it's just like that's his son my mom still calls me baby girl but it's more it's more uh, acceptable in society for a female for a female my mom my dad still does it yeah i know but again, i know again you're female i know but when it comes to a man it's like being like at you're considered a man at like 13 my point for the most part i'm sorry yes i understand i understand that i'm a female and it's not the same my point in saying that was i'm still their daughter i'm mm-hmm. still their baby mm-hmm. and i think until you so fuck everybody who commented on that because until you have kids mm-hmm. i don't think that you should comment it's not your place and even if you do not your place this man loves his fucking son let him love his son with that logic can you comment on how someone raises their child what do you mean because you just said if they don't have kids then they shouldn't comment so if someone has, everyone's gonna I comment think, i think I, I think it's okay to have an opinion yeah no i, I i'm just saying yes i think it's do I think it's great if you comment on raising people's kids? No, unless you know what the fuck you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have kids of my own, but you know, I spend quite a bit of time with them mm-hmm. um, and have always. So I know a little bit here and there about like different tactics or whatever. Um, but like day in, day out raising kids. Nope. I don't have any idea. Will I probably comment on it? Yes. Cause I am a person. That's what people do, especially with social media. Mm-hmm. But I have a question for you because um you said that you would teach your kids nuance Mm -hmm. so is it not okay to be soft and what is soft to you uh good question i think um i i wouldn't want my son to to have this exterior that portrays that they're soft because people are people and if they have you know that exterior then people are going to think they can run all over him you know what i mean so i i want him to know that he can be strong in his stance Mm -hmm. he can be firm in whatever he believes in um but i to me i think someone who's soft is someone who doesn't have a backbone someone who um like like that that's that's what i think most people are afraid of when 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 it comes to most women sorry are afraid of when it comes to entering a relationship with with a guy is you want to make sure that he's going to be there for you you want to make sure that he's going to step up as a a a partner should in your relationship you don't want someone who's just going to you know who can't stand up to you in in a conversation? Who can't uh, have a, a who can't communicate? Yeah. Who's just always gonna kind of go in a corner, run away, or cry. like that to me soft. Or like just someone, like a yes man. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah, like that to me soft. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But someone who's going to to do all of that, and they might tear up. That's not soft. That's just showing emotion. Like the dude feels passionate about what's going on. He's probably not. He's feeling discomfort. He's just like shit. Like either I fucked up or or I don't like the fact that you did this to me. Like that shit hurt. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And if that person is crying, but they're still kind of standing strong in that moment, that's not soft to me. That's just being emotional. Right. And that's someone who's staying right there with you as a partner and trying to work through this thing with you. 
you know so that's what i would teach teach my uh my kids so soft to you the way that you define it is just as someone who someone does not stick up for themselves essentially spineless. yeah yeah and who allows others to just like run their ship yes and, okay um i mean i i don't think there's anything wrong with that that 16 year old laying on his dad's chest i mean i don't either i i think that's fucking great yeah i would love to see one of my brothers fall asleep on my dad at this point (laughs) (laughs) it would never happen it would probably be the other way around but (laughs) like that's beautiful i would love that and i hope that like my kids have um no i would you never know um my kids have a relationship with their dad that they want to do that would i don't know it's fucking it's (laughs) old it's horse hair (laughs) i don't know your Um, head's (laughs) what you know how people used to do that no knock on wood and they were like oh i got nothing here and they knock on their head i don't know it's a whole thing it was like third grade i think um wooden teeth i don't know anyways i think it's beautiful and i i would hope that that's the same thing um but it, the larger question on why men struggle with that so much is just the, the stigma around that and just like coming off as someone that's not to be fucked with. And I think there is so much strength in being vulnerable and showing your emotions that is um, not often shown to kids and to teens or just like as examples of men in general on tv shows um mm-hmm. i don't know if you watch this is us do you i used to but then it, it got i think after the second they're on the third season or fourth season oh, we're on the fourth season i think after the second season i was just like i you needed a break or was it too much of a storyline no i love the storyline i just really loved the first season and i think the second season was okay but i think by the end of it i was just kind of like all right this is just this is getting too sad Okay. Me, I, then, I'm encouraging you to keep watching it. Okay. Because Randall ha- does an amazing job mm-hmm. of being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And Jack, his dad, struggled with that, like mm-hmm. hard, but was able to instill, even in, spoiler alert, in the short years that the kids had with him, mm-hmm. that that is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, okay, think about uh, Insecure. Mm-hmm of all of the male characters in there who showed who shows like real true emotions the the main guy i forgot his name but the the lawrence yeah doesn't he i don't know if he ever like breaks down and cries because he just goes he's upset and then he fucks that girl who broke down and cried um that's what i'm saying no one did oh no one has tiffany's husband I can't think of his fucking name right now, mm. but Tiffany Amanda Steele's husband in the show, um, he is, oh, he because his daughter is born, he shows emotion for sure. Um, Keep talking, my my computer's about to die. Oh my gosh, okay, um, but just you know, thinking about examples and Insecure is a very modern, very um, futuristic is not the word I want to say, but it's a very modern show. And I think it certainly has depth to it. And I think they they definitely work on certain aspects of um, 
I don't know, like gender norms and things that are, they like pushed limits for sure. Um, but I think, you know, shows like that, especially shows that are geared toward a, towards a black audience who young kids will watch and do watch and, and look up to these characters, like those things need to change. Mm-hmm. The, there needs to be more like depth to people and it can't just be that. I think, but I think just using Insecure as an example, I think it's tough for that show to, to portray that because Insecure is more so about the, the black woman. Mm-hmm. And I think if anything, they would actually show, and maybe it would be a good thing to, depending on how they, on how she does it. Now but, I need to rewatch it because I'm like, damn, did anybody cry? <laughs> I don't, I don't think any male, I don't, I don't think, think, I don't think so. any males cried. But I'm trying to think of when they But were... I think, but I think, but, but they came to, Lawrence and Issa came to a point where they were kind of talking again. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was that was just dope, just on a communication standpoint. Yes. But I think the way the show would go if they were to go with a man crying would be the woman judging them. Yes, I agree. I think that's what they would do. And I, um, there's this. Uh, do you know Abba and Preach? Yes. There's this uh, saying that that Abba has, which which I think is dope because, like, I like the show would would go that route where it would be like the woman judging the dude but i also think the show would kind of for comedic relief would be like uh would have the woman you know try to pressure him into opening up and when he finally does he tears up oh my god wait and i have found the example oh i'm so sorry um molly when molly dates that guy it's not it's not emotions so i apologize but when molly dates that guy and they're like talking about things that they did and he's like yeah i got head from my friend once but I'm not gay, and Th- that is opening up. It's opening up. That is. It's not emotions based. That, that's ac- that's actually that's actually a good point. It's a whole nother can of worms that we're not getting into because we've okay. already been on this for an hour, <laughs> okay. and I know that you will take that to the next thing. Um, but she was like, "Ooh, I I really want to learn more about him." That was hit her, and she did, and she did, and, and she then was she like, was like, oh. "Bye," and yeah. regretted it. So so that's so so perfect perfect uh, example Thank for you for this so much. Okay, perfect example for this Abba and Preach thing that I was going to tell you is Abba has this thing where he goes, uh, this is more so for, for, for the people who try to pressure others into opening up so fast is that, especially for men, men will open up when they're ready, mm-hmm. right? So it's similar to how uh, women, it's similar to women's sexual state, right? So they're, they're all, they'll have sex with you when they're ready to have sex with you, right? It's like if either or happens before you're ready, then you feel cheapened. Yeah. Right, and I love that Abba Abba said that because I'm like it's true, mm-hmm. right? So if a man literally opens up, like for example, that guy, he probably wasn't all that ready to open up. I don't remember in the show, but but they were like drinking and like sharing stories. Like I hooked up with my teacher, and like the boss made out with me at the blah blah, and then he was like, yeah, well, I got she it. said she first said. Like I hooked up with my friend in college, and he was like, oh yeah. Now did she try? Did did she like plan? to try to get him drunk to open up no okay i think they were just like it was like early on they just wanted like she just wanted to learn a little bit more okay um and Um, then she did and she was like skirt 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 skirt, yeah never mind yeah but i think that's 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 it it's like men will open up Mm -hmm. it's just going to take them time to they gotta they gotta feel you out first like they gotta be comfortable with you it's the same way like you're not gonna have a sex with a guy you're not comfortable with yeah and you can't force that person to open up exactly something that i've learned hard over time 
anybody Mm -hmm. like you can't force anybody to talk to you about something or if they're mad and they don't want to talk yet like everyone has their own process and you have to respect it because Mm -hmm. if you don't like exactly like you said it's one it's not going to be as um it's not going to be as real and as genuine Mm -hmm. and you're likely not going to get as much out because you're forcing this person to act before they're ready and it's not gonna it's not gonna feel good for either party mm-hmm. yeah agreed look at that agreed how, much, how, how long have we been an hour and a half no not yet an hour and eight minutes okay, an cool. hour and eight all right so next thing did you see we don't have to spend too much time on this but i just love that she did this did you Ugh. see kiki palmer's post i did she has the pcos i forget what it stands for um but it's polycystic the acne thing. ovarian po- hold on it's right here ovarian, isn't ovar- that in your ve- vagina? ovary yeah jonathan what did you just say say is, it again isn't that in your vagina ovaries where's your vagina but isn't isn't that where ovaries are i thought that's where ovaries were there is i'm so serious like i know I'm, you I'm are sorry excuse are. my ignorance no, but okay I- <laughs> you need to learn the female anatomy the vagina is one part your ovaries are in yeah, your uterus yeah but no nope, not the same thing i know it's not the same thing but it's in the, and it's in that realm of that area you could have said it different i'm sorry but that's where it is right yes. so so why does that why does that affect her face oh my god um hormones i think a hormonal imbalance okay. hormonal imbalance um but I mean, your ovaries affect like your whole body. Okay. Talks to each other, but I would imagine I was reading it a little bit. Um, I believe it's a hormonal imbalance. She was misdiagnosed for years. Like they just thought it was acne. They thought it was acne, and then like she didn't fit the mold of like other things that people would place her in, mm. and, and they would be like, "Oh, that can't be it." Mm-hmm. And she shared this like a very real picture of herself. And she was like, this is actually happening. And I hope other people who are struggling with this can go and take it and know that you're not alone. Yeah. I think it's so brave of people to do that. I was going to say, I think more celebrities need to come out. And like, we live in an age where it's not like pre-social media where celebrities, it was important for celebrities to keep, uh, you know, ninja type profile where they're just kind of like low key and on stealth mode all the time. Yeah. Like. When social media came out, it actually became more important for you to give more of yourself to your audience. Right. So I think more celebrities need to really come out. And I think it'd be dope for um, the whole conversation that we're having about around social media with it being, you know, uh, uh, this fake, you know, place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it'll because it'll it'll allow more people to feel better. And that's one of that's one of my goals to like as I'm kind of you know you know I'm, I'm doing music and stuff like that right. I'm putting more of myself out there in my lyrics in my songs in the things that I'm going to put out mm-hmm. my goal is to really talk about the things that have bothered me and and kind of let literally the world know like yo it, it's it. it's all good to be yourself yeah you know like like there's um you heard the song, but uh, most people, uh, nobody's going to hear it until I put it out. But there's there's this line that I have where it's like, I spent my whole life trying to be cool. Unbeknownst to me, I already had ice in my veins. Right. So it's literally that. Like I spent middle school, high school trying to be like the, the cool, man. the cool kid, the popular kid and trying to um, 
uh, uh, trying to appeal to people I don't even fucking talk to today. Right. You know? Yep. And it's just like, I've already been dope. And if you can believe within yourself that you're dope, then that's all that matters. And once you literally believe that about yourself, you're going to portray that in your own self, in your own confidence, in your own attitude. So that's why I love the fact that she did it because it, 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 it shows the self-love. It's um, just so... Self-acceptance that yeah. she's like, this is me. And it's a big per Like, it's a big person showing how much of a little person that they actually are. Mm-hmm. When you break it down, these celebrities, people that we idolize, are literally just people. Mm-hmm. They're just people. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of money, mm-hmm. and that's really the only way that they're different. Like they're just people; they're just as petty, mm-hmm. and it's just you see media posts about like their pettiness, and you think that they're doing it for X, Y. No, they're just doing it because they're bad, and they're fucking twenty six, and they're doing what any other twenty six year old is doing, mm-hmm. just on six different levels because everyone around the world can view it. Mm-hmm. Um, that to say about being real people, I told you this um, yesterday, but. Elliot Page came out as being transgender. I don't know who that is, but... Um, formerly a female, was starred in Juno and the Umbrella Academy, also in a bunch of different things. Elliot. Yep, Elliot Page. Um, came out as being transgender and a beautiful note about it. And I just... It's just so... It's moving to see... Like, it's a real person who is feeling real things that other people feel and breaking it down and showing themselves in the very authentic way. Mm-hmm. And it make it just brings people closer. Anyone being them, their real self, people gravitate towards that so much more than you putting on this fake shit. And it's so hard to keep up with that. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to maintain a false presence where you don't have to try to be your fucking self. You are just you. I was gonna say, do you think, say someone like, let's use Kevin Hart as, as an example before I use this next person. Do you think Kevin Hart got bigger or do you think he lost a lot of fans with everything that was going on when they tried to cancel him? Hmm. Like, what does I it think feel those are, like? Those are two different questions. Um, if he got bigger, yes, his name definitely got bigger because it was plastered everywhere. No, meaning like not not bigger in the sense of that his name got plastered everywhere bigger in a sense of like he he garnered more fans he garnered more people who loved him i don't think so do you think, i think he he do you think his, it was the same or do you think it went i think it i probably was the same um it, like for any fan that left i'm sure he gained a new one kind of a thing mm-hmm. i think his his name is much more well known now um but in terms of fan base i think it has I don't think it's shifted. Mm. Okay. I asked this because I'm wondering if someone like Beyonce, if she came Beyonce out. Beyonce was going to be the next Beyonce example. or Kim K or <laughs> like whoever, whoever portrays like, I feel like obviously Beyonce portrays more of a realistic lifestyle. But the thing is with Beyonce, it's like she, you know, she's very meticulous with what she puts out there. Yes. Um, 
So whether it's Beyonce, whether it's Kim K, whether or even Jay Z, like Jay Z's not on social media at all. Um, but I wonder if they would either gain or lose uh, in their fan base if they like revealed if they reveal just more of themselves. Like for example, I think me, I think they will get bigger. I was gonna say I think especially like Beehive, Beyonce fans are fucking anything she does is gold. Yeah, but. But that's because she's but I'm saying, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And she never does one thing that doesn't have like seven different elements to it. Like Very she true. she got on, um, she's featured in Peloton and with Peloton she's doing she a like clothing line. A cl- well she did yep, she did Ivy Park and she also donated like a fuck ton of money to HBCU mm. and or like got a scholarship or like there's something in there. It's just it's multi layered and it it affects so many people, um, so I think if she were to like I don't know just like show up without makeup on, and like do a post on social media or something, people would fucking love it because then they're like, oh my god, I am Beyonce. Nah, see, I, so I think she's done something like something like a, a show up with with no makeup on before, but I'm thinking something like if she has stretch marks. You know what I mean? I still from, think the from, same thing. You know, like I think. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I still think the same thing because, again, like, shit, Beyonce has stretch marks. I have stretch marks. I'm Beyonce. Done. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that following is. I mean, this is just like a blanket fucking opinion, but I think that following is consistent of a bunch of different types of people, but more less materialistic people because that's not Beyonce's brand. It's like Beyonce's brand is like fucking empowerment and um, like black women are beautiful. Women are beautiful, like respect, like she holds like value. Whereas someone like Kim K though I follow and watch the Kardashians, she doesn't represent anything other than money and materialistic things. I don't think she represents, I mean, she does great work for the prison system. I will give her that, but she doesn't do her whole. If you had to describe her in five words on values, what the fuck would it be? Yeah. Fendi uh, Prada uh, Gucci. Like, although, although I, th- I think Kim K has grown a lot and I, I encourage you to go watch, um, her interview with David Letterman. I need to still watch that whole series. So yeah, yes, I, I encourage you to watch that. Um, and yes, I agree with you with all of that. Kim K is that, but on some level with Beyonce, while she is all about those values and empowerment and stuff like that, there's a sense of, and I love Beyonce. Beehive, come after me if you want. I don't give a fuck because I know where I stand with with me being a fan <laughs> me and of Beyonce. Her. We're on yeah, an okay like, level. We're good. We're all we're on good terms, um, right, Beyonce? Um, there's a sense of of not necessarily fullness, but there's a sense of she doesn't really put all of herself out there. She empowers others, but let's be honest, the most she's ever done was show that she doesn't have makeup. Yeah. And she's gorgeous without makeup. Right. So it's like, I don't, I don't know what it is. My brain just keeps going 
to the stretch marks thing. But I, I think I think it'd be dope if she just showed something else. Maybe something where maybe something personality wise where she I mean, you never fucking know. I don't know. It could come down the line. May, I, you know, maybe one of her kids is gay, and like she's gonna. But go that's th- not. But she might go through something with that. Like, mm. there's different things that could come up that could make this happen. I, I, and I, I'm just trying to think of other things other than like body and like stretch marks or hair. Or, like, mm-hmm. personality wise, like she she talked openly about the way that she felt when jay-z cheated on her um eh. <laughs> what do you mean not, that's 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 like that's more so of a jay-z thing like that's more so of of jay-z coming but that's it, her personality no 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 meaning like meaning like I mean like jay-z fucked up in that moment yeah and he kind of had to to accept all of the all of the different ways he fucked up whereas right. like a woman being cheated on is something that's very i'm sorry to say it's 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 it happens mm-hmm. and you hear a lot of songs and a lot of these things this way sure um so i don't really i don't really fully see it as a a flaw like so for example i'm not and and correct me if i'm wrong i would need to go back and listen to that lemonade album but i don't think she put where she might have fucked up. I believe she did actually. In, in her lyrics, you know, do you know what song? Uh, no, I can't think of it. I can, the lyrics are escaping me. Okay, but I mean, she, if she but did. she doubts herself in that. Like, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. Okay. Um, my my point in that was more just like the way that she expressed herself through that because yeah it's unfortunately cheating is whether it's man or woman cheating in a relationship is not uncommon and and sorry sorry to cut you off the other reason why i i don't fully i'm not fully into that lemonade album i love the lemonade album but using that as an example Mm -hmm. i'm not fully into that idea is because singers for the most part have other people writing for them especially beyonce yeah so a lot of what it's what's in that lemonade album beyonce didn't write okay she might feel it you know what i mean she might relate to it on a certain level but not everything was her lyrics and she might change certain things to to make it more her mm-hmm. but not everything was her lyrics whereas like jay-z's rap it. huh but she talked about it where period she where? talked about it she talked about being cheated on and how she felt. She could have just not fucking talked about it. It could have been a non-issue. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. Uh, she are you talking about like in her songs is what you're saying? Yeah, in her songs and in interviews. My point is just that I and like we're kind of uh, digressing here a little bit. But my point was just that she. She has shown it's not whether or not she's flawed. She has shown her personality because of course I know she's shown her personality, but I know I'm, that you want more. I am just trying to think of examples where she has in other ways than the non makeup. Like she, as a, as a, you know, they could have decided like, no, fuck that. We're not talking about it. We're not putting it out there. We're going to keep quiet. We're going to move on. You can talk about it if you want, but I'm not going to say shit, but no, that's not how it went. They both said their piece 
and Beyonce spoke about it in interviews. I'm pretty sure she, she has at least one interview where it was mentioned. Okay, I know Jay Z does. I don't remember seeing a Beyonce interview. Um, I I've seen I've seen I know she talked about it in her songs, but I know Jay Z spoke about it. Um, with uh, uh, on Rap Radar, I think it was. Yeah, was it Rap Radar? I don't, I don't but that's the thing I, just, I may, and maybe I'm wrong I just don't remember Beyonce actually no, talking I about it on that level wrong. you know I could also be so, wrong and, and that's one thing it's like outside of the music outside of especially the music because there's so many person. different yeah there's so many different elements that comes into creating a song there's like 30 different writers for one song mm-hmm. you know so I'm just kind of like what else has she done to really put herself more out there I don't know but I we, get can, it. we can move on from it no no I get it I understand what you're saying just like her being more of a person yeah rather than like this figure and i think that there's a lot of power in that for sure um yeah i agree so let's finish off on this uh oh yes you wanted to do these posts yeah so there's this uh reddit post that i read (laughs) ha um and i just wanted to 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 kind of give this person our two cents because they asked for advice mm-hmm. um and so so she says uh hello all i posted about the situation we could go on a different thread basically i've been a nanny to my current family for five years i go to school as a pca with their special needs child they asked me in march if i could work through the year and i said yes at the time this was my truth As time goes on, I've just been miserable, overworked, underpaid, and just want out. Mm -hmm. A job opportunity came to me, and I was offered the job, uh, and I took it. I told the family, I gave them, I told the family and gave them a month's notice. They are very upset with me, called me selfish, told me I fucked them, told me to do the right thing, stay with them until January and turn, uh, down the job I accepted and they will help me find another job. I know I agreed the for the year, but was I supposed to turn down this opportunity? I just feel like shit. I feel so unwelcome. I feel resentful because of the things that were said to me and how I've been treated. On my side, I'm angry and feel taken advantage of for a long time. I feel like my life is passing by and I'm not putting myself first. I want out. I've been so mentally and emotionally checked out. On their side, they relied on me to take their special needs daughter to school. They said there is no one left to hire as a PCA and they are going to lose so much money because they already paid for school. I understand they are hurt. I'm not sure what I'm asking for writing this. I feel I'm drowning. My anxiety is so bad. I can't eat. I don't do anything other than work and sleep. I put off my schooling because I just can't focus. I feel like I'm doing what's best for me, but with that, but with what they are saying, I'm doing and the awful thing, but with what they are saying I'm doing and the awful thing I did to them, I just don't even know. That's the end of it. Hmm. Okay. What are your thoughts? Job uh, leaving, I am very emotionally tied to everything I do so leaving a job is never easy especially when there's a family involved and a child um I think more conversation could have happened once she realized that she was being overworked underpaid and like her mental mental state was suffering 
there that should have been at the start of a conversation like hey i'm recognizing this i need you know less hours i need more money i need weekends off something a conversation there should have happened first uh and it doesn't sound like it did i understand that like she said that she'd work until january but life fucking happens as you know people know especially having a child with special needs i don't think that she did anything wrong my advice to her and to anyone in this situation is if you start to feel like you are not going to make it to the end of your contract your promise your you know you need to say something and give them an opportunity to help before you completely just fuck them off um i mean in a month's notice is great but if it's now, if that's like accurate, like now, like this time, she's, I mean, she's not wrong. Hiring. Yeah, this, is, this is recent. Yeah. Hiring a child care provider at this point, it, you are picking from the absolute bottom of the barrel. Because, Why is that? Because everyone else is taken. Hmm. March hit, pandemic hit, and they were like, we need fucking babysitters. I can't work from home and take care of my kids. Hmm. Everybody got snatched up and then they're only working majority of my nannies are only working for that one family because of covid mm-hmm. so yeah it's bottom of the barrel now yeah. and a 16 year old with special needs i don't know she didn't go into what kind of special needs but that's tough mm-hmm. it's a hard sell it's not a cute baby anymore mm-hmm. um so in the end i don't think she did anything wrong i understand that you know her anxiety and everything is hard um i hope that this new job opportunity is going to be worth it and i said the age of the special needs you did you said 16 i did i i read this thing i don't even remember saying it yeah that's usually how you work but i do think no i didn't i heard 16 no i don't think there was the age Give me it. I said on their, I said on their side they relied on Don't me read to it again. take their special needs. I'm not reading the whole thing. I'm just reading the parts where I see special needs. Take their special needs daughter to school. They said there's no one left. They asked me in March if I could go through. They said she's been with the family five years. Oh, I, don't, I don't think I said the age. Well, I thought I heard it, but um, there is solid solid advice nonetheless. I just thought I, I I didn't think I um said the age said the age damn um i mean it's yeah i don't think she did anything wrong i really don't um i agree with you i think she should have had the conversation with them beforehand especially it says on there that she's 30 yeah i see Um, that 30 year old she needs to i think she should be at a point where where she like you said was able to have like reach out to them like yo listen i'm not i'm not happy you know i've spent you know x y and z not being happy in my it's life not maybe an easy maybe she felt maybe maybe it's not an easy conversation to have but it has to happen mm-hmm. especially if you you committed to the year you should have said something then you should have been like i'll commit to the year no 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 because she said that she didn't know at that point it was true when she committed she was like yep cool and then in march she realized how much she was drowning I spoke out of turn. Correct. There's she she did, but uh, she said the drop up opportunity came. Right in is, March. Is that what? Right. So I, is the job would made her feel like she was drowning. I, that's what it sounds like. Right. So so I'm saying like I think, 
Oh, she, so she didn't feel like she was exactly. drowning before. And when you think about it, if you like big picture it, the the conversation is hard to say like, hey, I feel overworked. Like, can we change this? I feel like I want to go elsewhere. That's hard. But that can, you know, have like a good amount of change on the backside of it. Whereas the harder conversation is the one where you've already made the decision and you're just telling this family, I'm overworked, I'm underpaid, and I'm leaving. Yeah. So at least give them an opportunity to to know about it, know how you're feeling. And I mean, like you've been with them for five years. Mm-hmm. I think I think right now what needs to happen, because obviously she can't go and reset. Right. Um, I think right now what needs to happen is if it's possible to contact that new employer and see if there's a way, a schedule workaround where mm-hmm. you can where you can uh, give the family more time to try and find someone and help them try to find and help someone. them find someone. Um, I think that's the right thing to do. I don't think you should give up the job opportunity because they're saying they'll help you find a job, but who's to say it's a job that you might want? They might just be like, "Oh, it's a this is a job here." You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what she needs to do. I agree. Help them find someone, and but I don't think like she said she felt like her life was passing her by. That's a shitty feeling. Yeah. I mean, there's no you growth should in, go that, in, exactly, in like, that field. Yeah, you should go and do something that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Don't fuck people over, which is why. Help them out. Help them find someone. But Big time. So it's going to be some little sacrifice. but Yeah, you, you got to do what's what's right for you. Um, but make sure that you're not stomping on people to get there. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's okay. really it. I the think um, is, that, yeah, I jobs are hard and like you know, when you're older and you have like a full-time job and you're around those people you get close to them mm-hmm. it was when we worked together mm-hmm. i loved the staff mm-hmm. and the kids like we we taught kids i loved going to work for the people mm-hmm. but i didn't love being at work anymore mm-hmm. and that's when i knew that like i needed to make a change and it wasn't easy mm-hmm. to make that change because i care about people but I needed to put myself first mm-hmm. and everybody knew that I was heading that way. Mm-hmm. Like I was on my way out. I had to have that conversation. It wasn't fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I had been there for three years. She's been there for five. You know, I felt comfortable enough with the folks that I needed to talk to, to have like a real conversation. Mm-hmm. And I know at the, I knew at the end of the day that I was going to be supported mm-hmm. Like regardless of what I chose, I never did anything wrong there. So why wouldn't I be? Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what you have to tell yourself, especially if you're struggling with that. If like, think about it. If you are a good person, if you are a good employee, like unless the person you're working for is a complete dick, mm-hmm. they're going to be like, okay, then, you know, this sucks. And I understand. Mm-hmm. And let's see what we can do to fix it in the meantime. And if you want to, you know, look for other venues, we're going to do the same. Mm-hmm. it's not fun but it's necessary and she's she didn't do anything wrong yeah gotta go for growth and what for makes what makes you happy word word agreed um that's it is there anything else you no. wanted to bring up or chat about nothing for me at the moment word and it's still recording i know i've been looking <laughs> have you that's why i keep turning my head i look every time i remember but i don't remember every time i get like i get glued into this conversation um well that's the point guys thank you for watching thank you for listening um 
don't know if you noticed, but I keep trying to like. Yeah, because my couch sucks, comfortable. guys. My couch is old um, and it's like sinking in. If you got something from today, if you appreciated the conversation today, there's why we do it. Um, if you wasn't feeling it, didn't like it, then fuck you. Still like, subscribe, and comment. <laughs> and oh, there was a joke. Oh, wait, let me end this. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening <laughs> to the No Pills Needed podcast. Uh, until next week, episode 10. Woo! Bye.